Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. Bismillah alhamdulillah salatu salam rasulullah wa alihi wa sahbihi man wala. Welcome back to Quran 30 for 30. Uh, you might have caught the tail on the Shaykh Abdullah um, doing a Arabic version, Arabi version of the Fresh Prince, uh, something like that. You heard it. Shaykh Suleiman was a witness to it. So something was happening before we, we got started. But alhamdulillah, before I get started, inshallah, really quickly, um, alhamdulillah, we're getting into the last 10 nights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to observe Laylatul Qadr. Allahumma ameen. So a couple of very important things, inshallah ta'ala. Number one, the webathon, which is going to be coming up, inshallah ta'ala, this Wednesday. Please do tune in. It's not just a long fundraising webathon. It is lots of benefit, inshallah. We have topics for every speaker, five-minute gems, people uh, dropping in. A lot of your favorite Quran 30 for 30 guests, inshallah ta'ala, coming. And also uh, to automate your donations, inshallah, for the last 10 nights. Obviously, there are many great causes that are out there. Uh, this is the time of the year where uh, we count on your support to uh, really be able to take this to the next level, inshallah ta'ala. Um, and obviously, you know, with everything else, the programming that's going on, actually, Sheikh Suleiman, Hani, alhamdulillah, is with us. Sheikh Suleiman, how's it going? Alhamdulillah, how are you guys doing? One of the things that we added last year with Sheikh Suleiman was the dua of the last 10 nights. Uh, so you can tune in on YouTube, inshallah ta'ala. Sheikh Suleiman will be leading a live dua every night, inshallah ta'ala. We'll have the late night reflections uh, as well going reminders. Basically, the channel will just be on, inshallah. So just keep your yaqeen, YouTube, subscribe to, inshallah ta'ala, and following uh, all the great content. Uh, that'll be that'll be coming out in the nighttime. But one of those is Allah Khair Sheikh Suleiman will be leading uh, the last ten uh, nights dua, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, Sheikh Suleiman, make dua for me, man. You're always in my dua, Sheikh. Make always. dua for me. I'm 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 make dua for me to be able to overcome Sheikh Abdullah in in uh, in this ping pong <laughs> match that is going to happen in the last ten as well, inshallah. We're going to make it happen in the last ten, inshallah. So make dua for me to win. Sheikh, uh, See, I'm getting in his head now already. I haven't even done anything. He's affecting him mentally already. He needs dua. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh Suleiman, uh, why do you want to fight Sheikh Abdullah? Why do you want to fight him? I want to, I'm just trying to understand. For the why. sake of Allah, subhanahu out of love for him. <laughs> fight him for the sake of Allah. <laughs> out of love for him. Allah Akbar. Fight him to, out of to love. Learn, to learn from him. To learn from him. Anytime I'm feeling sore after a workout, I think of Sheikh Abdullah. Make dua for you. See, that's when you make dua for me. Alhamdulillah. 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 This ping pong, Sheikh, you look a little tired. Did y'all play like some some flag football last night or anything like that? We did, and you were nowhere to be found on the field. I didn't see any recording, so that means you didn't. There must have been a whole bunch of interceptions and turnovers on your part, I'm assuming. I mean, it's personal runs, you know. Ask your people in Capel. Ask your people in Capel, Sheikh. Ask my people in Capel. What happened? Yeah. We are now in Juz 18. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Time is really flying. And we come to this the, these chapters of Al Mu'minun and Al Nur. And SubhanAllah, the the way that the chapters are set up tells a story in and of itself. Surah Al-Mu'minun, there's often a great focus on the first ayat of Surah Al-Mu'minun. And for good reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a list of qualities of the believers in the beginning of Surah Al-Mu'minun. 
and it perfectly lays out a constitution for the believer's life in their individual, in their family, in their communal life. Everything uh, gets laid out so beautifully and perfectly in Surah Al-Mu'minun. But subhanAllah, when I say the story is told in the arrangement of the surah sometimes, Surah An-Nur obviously speaks to uh, this incident, Hadithatul Ifq, the slander of our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the idea that had they applied the qualities, the verses of Al-Mu'minun, they would not have ended up in the disaster of Al-Ifq, of the slander of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. SubhanAllah, if you look at the beginning of Al-Mu'minun, uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions those who you know cut out idle speech. They don't engage in speech which is not beneficial to them. And many of those who would fall into the ifk, the slander of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, they passed it along in a very casual way, uh, forwarding it, right, but not necessarily thinking about it, right? Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions that their tongues met the slander, they didn't even think about it. Their, their tongues met it uh, and they just repeated it and it just got forwarded all around forwarded many times the slander of our mother Aisha until when it's forwarded enough it becomes a uh, fact even if it is complete fiction uh, as was this case but this idea that had they applied the verses of Al-Mu'minun then this would not have happened but I think that inshallah ta'ala what we want to talk about tonight and I know that Sheikh Suleiman inshallah ta'ala will also be uh, focusing on it is that the the end of al-mu'minun actually speaks quite a bit about the way that these people are akhirah focused they're focused on the hereafter and so al-mu'minun starts off with these qualities that become manifest in this life but it ends off with these qualities that really speak about their longing towards the hereafter and what i was looking at for uh for tonight are verses 57 through 61 Surely those who tremble in awe of their Lord. And those are those who believe in the revelations of their Lord. So you have those who tremble in awe of their Lord and those who believe in the verses of their Lord. And they are those who do not associate anyone with their Lord. And those who give what they give and their hearts are trembling, their hearts are fearful. Because they know that they are returning back to their Lord. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are the ones who rush to do good deeds, always, always ahead of the pack, right? They are always amongst the foremost. SubhanAllah, to unpack these qualities of the believers, they're less uh, observable to the eye of another human being, but they are so much more observable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fundamental to actually manifesting and bringing about those, those qualities that we speak about in the beginning. So you go through it, right? These people who first and foremost have khashya, uh, this, this awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that causes them to tremble. They have this belief in the verses, the guidance that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they have both the khashya and the iman, then what that ends up doing is it 
leads them to a place where they do not associate a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the negation, the la ilaha, the, the la ilaha part. There is no God other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the affirmation part. They spend out of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to them. They do all sorts of good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually did not um, specify here just money. But they do all sorts of good. wajila, And their hearts are in complete awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, completely you know, connected to that reality. But really, the, the fact that that they're going back to their Lord, they know that they're headed back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does Allah say? These people are rushing towards these good deeds and they're always ahead of the pack. In the last juz, in the last juz, Surah Al-Anbiya, Atta Amrullah, Fala Tastajiru, or where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, um, in, in the beginning of uh, Surah Al-Anbiya uh, that the hisab is coming closer to these people and they are insisting on digging themselves deeper in heedlessness. So the closer their hisab is coming to them, the less their deeds are reflecting the reality of the approaching day of judgment. Instead, it's the opposite. They're getting further and further steeped into their heedlessness. So look at the opposite here that comes with al-mu'minun. They are rushing towards the akhirah, even though they are still in this life. They are putting all sorts of deposits towards the hereafter, knowing that they will return to their Lord. And this is a beautiful verse uh, that you know Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha actually asked the Prophet about it in an authentic hadith. She said, Ya Rasulullah, is this referring to people who steal or drink alcohol? And the reason why she says that is that a lot of times you see people make this sudden turn in their lives after they, they recognize that they've gone far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So is this who this is talking about? And the Prophet said, no, it's not people that are trying to climb out of a deep hole per se. But at the same time, the Prophet gave another manifestation that seems to be the opposite of that. He says, this refers to people who pray. This refers to people who fast. This refers to people who give sadaqah. But they're afraid that their deeds are not enough. They're afraid that their deeds are going to be turned away. So these are the people, These are the people that are constantly rushing towards good deeds. And they are amongst the sabiqun. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. They are amongst those who are rushing towards it. Tayyib, if you move now to Surah Nur, and this is very significant, you find that there are people that are sabiqun in khayr. They are forerunners in good. And I want you to think about good and evil as a spectrum. They're, they're on two opposite ends of the course. If you are in pursuit of khayr, if you are sabiqun towards khayr, then you are far away from the neutral place. And then on top of that, you're certainly not sabiquna ila shar, people that rush towards evil. And this is where you know you find that what pulls you and at what speed it pulls you and at what weight it pulls you actually says a lot about the state of your heart, right? So many of those who rush towards rumor mongering, who rush towards slander, gossip, scandal, right? This is a disease of the heart. So you have these one, this, this one group of people, this one set of people, Allah is talking about Surah Al-Mu'minun, who their hearts are completely occupied by that they're going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so they're fearful of that reality and they are sabiquna ila al-khayrat. They are rushing towards good deeds. And then look at the next surah, 
verse 19, Surah Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحِبُّونَ أَن تَشِيعَ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who, indeed those who love to see fahisha, indecency, spread amongst the believers. لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ they will suffer a painful punishment in this life and in the next. Allah knows and you do not know. This is a very powerful contrast, right? Because there are people that rush towards scandal, rush towards slander. There is no sharr, no evil, no gossip, except that they're going to dip their tongues into it. They're going to get involved into it for no reason. They're not even involved in it whatsoever. Something can be happening that's completely out of their circle, but their hearts are diseased and they they incline towards those things. So immediately when they see an opportunity towards that shar, they, they, they jump into it, right? The believers, the mu'minun, are too focused on being sabiquna ilal khayrat, in rushing towards good to rush towards evil. Their hearts are too concerned with that return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to corrupt it with the concern for people's awrat, people's shame and indulgence in that which is not beneficial to the heart. So they're too busy, heart, mind, and deed, right? This is what Surah Al-Mu'minun talks about. People that are completely engaged, they are immersed in this in, the, in this iman, right? Tasdiq in every way, everything confirms it. Their words confirm what's in the heart, their deeds confirm it, their money shows towards it, their, uh, their, their speech shows towards it, everything is directed towards the akhirah. So how are they going to also be inclined towards shara? Allah did not put two hearts in a single person, right? Allah did not do that to us. So if the heart is immersed in that, it's not going to find space for the other stuff. If the tongue is busy with the dhikr of Allah, it's not going to find itself uh, easily repeating some of the the dhikr, the the remembrance of of people in in a way that's negative. And so subhanAllah, you find again this this contrast, right? If you apply what's in al-mu'minun, you don't end up in the predicament that is highlighted in Surah Nur. And subhanAllah, in this ayah, Allah Azza wa says, in conclusion, Allah subhanahu wa says, again, لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ That people that like to spread rumors and scandals, they will have a painful punishment in this life and in the hereafter. Notice Allah subhanahu wa specified both the dunya and in the akhirah. And there's a hadith from Thoban, there are many similar narrations uh, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَا تُؤْذُوا عِبَادُ اللَّهِ do not harm the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala tu'ayiruhum. Do not abuse the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala tatlubu awratihim. And do not seek out their faults. Fa'innahu man talaba awrata akhihi. Whoever goes out seeking the faults of his brother, talaba Allahu awratahu hatta yafdahahu fi baytihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will go after the faults of that person and degrade him and expose him even if he's hiding in his house. SubhanAllah, like there is no shelter for that person. So the one who shames, who who, who spreads scandals, rumors, and is sabiq, a, a forerunner towards that evil, will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will treat them in like manner. For dunya in this life and even worse in the hereafter, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us busy with the hereafter, our concern towards the hereafter, so that we don't fall into the disasters that are in front of us in this dunya that lead to humiliation in this life and in the next. Allahumma ameen. Inshallah ta'ala, I'll pass it to Sheikh Suleiman, who's also going to be speaking about Surah Al-Mu'minu. Father Sheikh Suleiman. Jazakumullah khairan, Sheikh. Barakallahu alaykum. Beautiful reflections, subhanAllah. There's so much to unpack with every ayah that was covered.
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst the believers consistently through our lives and to die upon Iman. Allahumma ameen. I want to emphasize the opening scene of Surah Al-Mu'minun as a promise as well. Qad aflaha al-Mu'minun is in the past tense. The believers have already succeeded. And so it's a reminder to all of the believers around the world and to those who are coming after us and to those who came before us that it is a guarantee from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the promise of Allah is always true. So when you are reading these verses about the believers who already succeeded, think about the final scene, the final destination in mind, paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst the people of Jannah. Allahumma ameen. The surah covers a number of characteristics. Each one of uh, these verses are just gems in terms of what it is that we need to be doing in our lives to be guided, upright, protected, blessed. Uh, it is also a transformation for society, not just in one uh, family or for one community. It is a transformation of civilizations by following these ayat, by following the traits and the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants of us. The rest of the surah also covers some of the stories of previous prophets. And then what I want to focus on is just the last part of Surah Al-Mu'minun. Uh, it's approximately a page and a half in the Madani Mus'haf. And it is, it's a very quick scene. And of course, to summarize the scene, follow and watch in depth the Yaqeen series for this Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everyone who worked on it. Allahumma ameen. But it starts with a very frightening uh, scene right here. When death reaches one of these people, he says, My Lord, allow me to go back. Why would anyone wish to come back? Generally speaking, these kinds of verses about regret, the verses about remorse, the verses about facing consequences, indicate to us that the punishment this person has seen and the consequences are so severe that they would wish to come back to this life of all places. This person requests to come back from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I want us to think about the level of regret that they have. That the message of Allah reached this person. Every sign that they needed reached them in this world. If they were given every type of sign, they would not accept those signs. And they weren't required to pay a ransom or a, a significant fee of the entire world in, worth, uh, in the weight of gold or in terms of wealth or in terms of degrees or in terms of worldly accomplishments, all we are required to do is to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This person kept rejecting those signs. Maybe they stood on the fence, maybe they watched, uh, maybe they pursued their desires, they had worldly agendas, uh, peer pressure, whatever it may be, but they kept delaying, they kept ignoring, they kept procrastinating, they kept rejecting, and in many cases, of course, the disbelievers emphasize in the context of Surah Al-Mu'minun, they also mocked the believers. So now they are facing what the consequences, the reality, that what you mocked, what you made fun of, what you ignored, what you neglected, what you tried to escape from is a reality. And now you have to face that reality. So they request to come back to this life. Kalla. The request is denied. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not allow it to happen. So now they start with this new realm of existence. The soul has moved on in the state of al-barzakh. You cannot come back to this world for more opportunity. You cannot come back to this world to change what it is that you were given an opportunity to do in the first place. The, con the consequences have started and the opportunity has ended. Fast forward, the trumpet is blown, mentioned in these verses of Surah Al-Mu'minun, and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala emphasizes the believers are successful. Once again, the disbelievers, those who received the message, rejected it, they're in loss, and they ask once again to, to uh, escape from the punishment, from the consequences. And one of the worst punishments of the next life, 
is for someone to be on the receiving end of hearing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remain therein, remain in the fire and do not speak to me anymore. It's not getting to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The worst of punishments is not knowing who your Lord is in this life and not wanting to know who your Lord is in this life and not being able to experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next life in terms of being able to speak to him, in terms of being pleasing to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions that these specific uh, individuals, they mocked the believers. That there were a group of people in this world who used to make dua. They were on the receiving end of harassment. They were on the receiving end of abuse. They were on the receiving end of doubts as well. So there's the emotional, there's the physical, there's the, the aspect of the relationships and the societal. There's the pressure overall against the believer and the believer holds on to their faith. What do they do? They pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and for mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that humility to always pray to him. The end result of all of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is the promise that should always uplift you, motivate you, allow you to move forward, allow you to stay strong, allow you to persevere and endure. I have rewarded them on this day because of their perseverance, because of their sabr, that they are the true winners. That is success. Let us not fool ourselves into thinking that material success is the ultimate success or that the chasing of glory or fame or degrees or wealth or relationships or anything else of this world that may be a worldly metric for success or maybe an accomplishment in some way if it is not aligned with the purpose of life, it is if it is not aligned with the purpose for which we exist, then it does not follow us to the grave and it does us no good whatsoever. The only currency that you'll take is the good that is aligned with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you for. And if you don't know where to start, the ayat here and indicate what? That the believers at least made dua. Start with dua. If you do not know where to begin, at least ask Allah for forgiveness. Oh Allah, have mercy on me. Oh Allah, forgive me. And know that by making dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already turned to you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasizes here after this point, the factor of time. Time is such an interesting concept we cannot fully comprehend in this world. How long did you spend on earth? How long did you spend in this world? How many years? We spent a day or part of a day. Time is referenced here so that you know just how fast your journey actually is beyond our comprehension. And yet we all observe this every day as human beings, how quickly the years pass by, a child is born, they learn to walk, the child grows up, teenagers, parents, marriage, children, people depart. And as people are departing constantly around the world, we ask Allah to have mercy on our brothers and sisters all around the world, people are entering this world as well. We observe uh, time in different ways with specific markers, such as noticing the end of every week or noticing every Jumu'ah, every Friday, noticing the beginning of a month perhaps. And for many people, every time Ramadan comes around, noticing just how quickly it came by and then how quickly it departed. And so as we are experiencing all of this, we ask, what do you remember of the last few weeks? As quickly as it passed by, so too will the rest of our, our, our lives. And we don't want to be in a state of regret that the time that passed by very quickly was not utilized for something good. And standing there with that regret does us no good. So I want to actually leave us with four guarantees right here. Just kind of four principles, inshallah ta'ala. The first is the pain of regret in the hereafter is greater than the pain of self-discipline in this world. Number two, the pain of regret in the hereafter is greater than the pleasure of sinfulness in this world. Number three, the pleasure of celebration in the hereafter 
is greater than the pleasure of sinfulness in this world. And number four, the pleasure of celebration in the hereafter is greater than the discomfort of self-discipline in this world. At the end of the surah, do you believe, do you think then that you are created without purpose? There is here an intellectual and spiritual uh, rhetorical question addressed to those who are in doubt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create us without purpose as many people around the world are uh, proposing, suggesting, believing uh, as many uh, strands uh, of new atheists and postmodernists are trying to uh, teach people or in, in fact, uh, one of the issues now is that this is uh, affecting education, it's affecting media, it's affecting uh, cultural norms to the extent that a lot of people are uh, confused. You have a purpose. And with that, because you have a purpose, you're not taking your purpose from other people. You're not validated because of other people. You're not good because of what other people see. You're good because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you with a potential for something greater. And then the surah ends with forgiveness. The surah ends with a dua, an emphasis that the believers have succeeded. So the believers are the ones who turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make dua knowing that Allah is ever merciful. No matter how many times you fall short, you're thinking about what the potential to become better, the potential to change. And if we want to end on that note and be amongst the believers who succeeded, say and pray, my Lord, have uh, forgive me and have mercy on me for you are the best of those who show mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and have mercy on us and allow us to experience the pleasure <coughs> the pleasure of worshiping him in this life and the pleasure of celebration in the next life. Allahumma ameen. Ameen. Barakallah feek, Shaykh Sayyidina. I really appreciate that. Jams upon jams, mashallah. So uh, I hope someone captured the the points that you made in the comments, inshallah ta'ala. But hopefully maybe we can repeat them once again at the end, inshallah. Shaykh Abdullah, tafadl Shaykh. Uh, I like how he mentioned the pleasure of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, you know, a lot of times uh, we as human beings, we want to rest and we want to have the quote unquote easy way out. What we may view as easy, but at the same time, many of us that have, that have gone to school, many of us that have worked hard on our bodies physically, uh, even mentally when going to maybe therapy and it's taken years maybe a marriage that we've worked at, worked on for years. And we, mashallah, we've reached a point to where we are happy individually and we come together as happy people. The struggle, as we say, the struggle is real, right? But the struggle is something that when one has a goal and they have a, you know, a, a light at the end of the, the tunnel that they're looking towards, it's important to realize that nothing comes except without struggle, no, struggle. nothing valuable comes except without struggle. That struggle to know who God is and that struggle of worship, the struggle to submit, that is what we want. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And with that, he enables you to, to feel that level of pleasure when you worship Allah to the degree to where when you leave off an aspect of worship, you feel a sense of loss. You know, when you wake up and the sun is beaming in your face, you didn't pray Salat al-Fajr. You know, the, the fact of Fajr being a sense of sakina and tranquility. You know, many of you, when you come home from work, Salat al-Asr, and you pray Asr in the masjid or at home, and you feel, alhamdulillah, the stress, if there was any stress from today, it's been alleviated, it's been it's been taken off of my shoulders, you know. That is the 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 al ibadah the, the sweetness of, of servitude and the sweetness of faith, which comes from the sweetness of faith. And that's what I want to talk about here in uh, Surah Nur, verse number 51 and 52. Just basically capitalizing on 
the voluntary submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via understanding who Allah has appointed from the prophets of the last of them being the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be, be upon him. And valuing that sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and understanding that that is a major milestone in our success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, إِنَّمَا كَانَ قَوْلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذَا دُعِي إِذَا دُعُوا إِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَنْ يَقُولُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Allah says, the only statement of the true believers is when they are called to Allah and His Messenger to judge between them is that they say we hear and we obey and those are the successful. Let's dissect this just a little bit. Firstly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا كَانَ قَوْلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ this way of in the Arabic word in the Arabic uh, uh the way he has set up the sentence subhana inama is to show verily it's to show that this is surely here and it's only it's only confined to the group of people that will be mentioned after it or the statement of the people that will be mentioned after it and when he says kana means it is something that is mustamir and it is mutamakkin fihim it is something that is known to be of a characteristic that is within them it is something that these people with this title, this is what will emanate from them. This is what they'll say or this is what they'll do. So Allah says here, verily the statement of the people, it was known or the statement of the true believers when they are called to Allah and his messenger. The statement of the mu'min. We mentioned earlier, Shaykh Umar, Umar mentioned earlier, the mu'minin. As we know in the hadith of Jibreel, there's a long hadith where a man came to the Prophet and he was an angel. And the Prophet basically mentioned Islam and Iman and Ihsan. Many scholars have, have derived many benefits from this. And from them is that one may be the Muslim, but a higher maqam or a loftier position is to being a mu'min and then the muhsin. So we see in particular here, the mu'min is the one that possesses Iman. And Iman, for lack of better words, and really doesn't do justice to translate it to just say belief. Iman is a much more comprehensive term. It comes from safety, being trustworthy, to feeling safe. Sadiqun Amin is the Prophet called the trustworthy, truthful person. So when you have this belief in Allah and his names and his attributes, and you exemplify within your statements and actions, that is what you retreat to. You retreat to what Allah has given you to find the itlamitnan in your heart. It is not what the remember is it not with the remembrance of Allah that people find serenity, solace, sakina, tranquility. So the mu'min is the one that relies on their iman. Rather, it is their anchor for success in all facets of life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here, if they were called. So you being called to Allah and his messenger, i.e., when you hear something about Islam and you know that it's authentic, when you know that it's something from Allah and his messenger, when you know you should be doing something or staying away from something, you finding yourself is an action of iman and Allah loves it. That is a struggle. When you are, when they are called to do something that is to judge between them to where there may be a dispute between you as a husband and a wife, husbands, I sincerely, you know, it's a plea. That if there is something in your family, you know that something is going on and you don't want to go to therapy, you don't want to try to make amends to what you know your wife may be seeing is a move towards trying to make things better. You may not at the moment, but the movement at this time, they want to make sure that this relationship is founded upon belief in Allah, is founded upon showing gratitude 
to the one that blessed me with my wife, that blessed me with my children. So when it comes to doing hukum to make a judgment between you two, if it is not in your favor, it's fine because you have patience with what Allah has predestined and your goal ultimately is to please Allah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when the person, the statement of the true believers, when they are called to Allah's messenger to judge between them is that they say, we hear and we obey. And those are the successful, the ones that when they are called, that they say, we hear and we obey. This is true istislamu lillahi True submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by showing virtue of his oneness. That's submission in his oneness and his greatness. There's no one greater than you, ya Allah. I understand that you are the greatest, that you are al-akbar, that you are al-sami' you hear all, you are al-basir, you see all, you are al-hakim. The wisdom that you have provided, that you have given, is based on your knowledge. And I submit to that. I don't submit to my limited intellect because it is fan. It will end. My worldview and how I view my life is by what you want from me. I submit to your message willingly. And that is what a Muslim is. When one admits that and they voluntarily do the acts based on that, that is where they can reach the level of a mu'min. And then one reaches to where everything or the majority of what they do, their motivation is behind, I know Allah is looking and he is watching me. And it is as though I see him and though I don't see him, I know with yaqeen, shameless plug, I know and I'm certain that he sees me, that he hears me, that he assists me, that he will cure me. All of these beautiful names and attributes. So that is the characteristics of those that are the muflihun. And the scholars say muflih is a baqa. It's an everlasting blessing. The muflih is the one that has an everlasting blessing. So the ones that respond to Allah and his messenger, that when they hear this message, they know that it is a means of success. And that is when one reaches a level, subhanAllah. I'll never forget, and I remember uh, one of my mentors, he said, and I'll end here, inshallah. He said, man, if I didn't have a slam, I would be a fool. I would be just, I would just be totally misguided. I would not have any direction. And I know that I can't rely on myself. If I was to rely on myself, I would be doomed. So it really goes back to brothers and sisters, this essential principle, which we all need, each and every one of us need every single time, which is one of the wisdoms why we pray five times a day, at least. Allah knows that we will fall short, but Allah gives you the framework and the blueprint to remember him, i.e. remember the beautiful names and attributes and how that applies in your life. And that is the key to success and everlasting success. The ultimate success is being with him in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of the mu'mineen to those that whenever we hear a statement of him or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we know that that is a key to success. Amen. really appreciate it. Appreciate the shameless plug to you. Realize when you did shameless plug, we just came right back on the screen. Like, two thumbs up. And Sheikh Suleiman also used the word rhetorical, which... I've never heard another guest use. It's always that's your word, man. <laughs> you said rhetorical, so we got. <laughs> but beautiful reflections on the mu'minun. A question for for both of you. You know, when a person is looking at the qualities of these mu'minun, and they feel a great sense of defeat. Um, you know, just when I was leaving Zuhur, by the way, you know, sister told me, I, I hear everything you're talking about backbiting and things of that sort and no matter what i do i just can't stop it happens and i i just i blurt 
And what I told her was, you know, start tracking it, start holding yourself accountable, right? Like to these traits, you know, track how many times, then hold yourself accountable and start, try to actually, um, you know, systematically bring about these traits that you want to have. And obviously the ones that do away with the negative ones and have accountability partners, but there's still, I think that, that often that, um, sense of defeat and both of you touched on redemption and forgiveness, but like I'm reading about the Mu'minun and I'm like, wow. And the second thing, by the way, maybe both of you can add to that. Um, someone slandered, someone gossiped, backbited, hurt someone with their tongue so long ago they, they don't even know how to find the person anymore they don't know where to start it's been a habit of theirs what's their pathway back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's a difficult question I'm gonna drop it on both of you but it's fresh in my mind just because of some of these conversations so whoever wants to start Bismillah Bismillah okay um, now I, I would say uh, subhanAllah one thing that I was gonna mention is you know Again, it's a struggle. And the fact that you even concerned and asking the question is a blessing in of itself. That's the first step that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is blessing you, that you're even asking the question and you're concerned about it. I would say continue on that journey. Don't ever give up on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance of you because that in actuality is an assistance that you have even concerned and asking internally in your heart and then having the courage. You could have seen Sheikh Omar, you know, walk away and say, oh, he's already gone. You know, I'm not going to ask or you know, my internet isn't working or, you know, his phone was, his line was busy. I'm not, I'm going to call later. And you don't call later, you know? So the fact of continue, continuing being persistent and like tracking, I always tell myself, you know, subhanAllah, I think it's important. One of, one of my close friends, he, I called him one day. I was like, I, I've been calling you for two weeks. He's like, yeah, I fa I'm fasting. I fasted from my phone, you know, to fast from electronics, you know, fasting ling linguistically as Maryam said, that I made an oath of my Lord to, to fast, you know, Allah predestined that she doesn't speak to people because it was something much greater, which is the birth of Isa, السلام, but fasting from things that we know that we're kind of attached to. That's the beauty of Salat, to detach from those things of this dunya. So even with your phone, yes, it has things that you're doing that's halal on it, but just keeping away from it for a period of time, looking on your internet, go to your YouTube and look at your history. And look at what you're consuming and then be honest and evaluate yourself have someone that holds you accountable right as far as the individual when it comes to you've probably back bit someone or things of that nature well like make dua for that person speak about that person in a good fashion in their absence to someone that you may know send them a text one of my roommates and i'll end here i had a roommate from burma and he was a beautiful brother one of the imams in the in the, in, in, in medina and uh he said, well, lie, people have left off writing letters. The scholars used to write letters to one another. You know, just getting a pen, literally a pen or pencil, and write a letter to that person. You know, take, making that effort. But if not, you know, making dua for that person, speaking about them in their absence and good. And you doing actions of good will, inshallah, your dua will be accepted. And Allah subhanahu wa knows best. The only thing that I would add, I mean, suffices, jazakumakhir, sheikh, is... Emphasizing that oftentimes when people are struggling with a particular project or uh, something at work or school, whatever it may be, if it's something that means a lot to you, you will put in the time to uh, focus on different aspects of it in terms of planning, in terms of reviewing, in terms of accountability, what you measure, you manage in business, right? So in this case, 
what you're measuring, what you're reviewing on a daily basis of your goals or your habits, uh, inshallah ta'ala, will be managed as well. Uh, but keep listing your motivators and uh, surrounding yourself with reminders for your specific habit if it's something you're struggling with. Uh, and then also look at the things that might be triggering it. If it's always around certain individuals or certain friends or certain times, um, maybe even mention it to those individuals. Hey, let's be a little more cautious moving forward. Or let's talk about uh, avoiding backbiting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let, let, let's remind each other for his sake so that we are, inshallah ta'ala, united uh, under his shade on the day of judgment. Uh, in terms of, uh, so I, I heard a beautiful uh, quote from a scholar, um, and he, he basically said, if you feel like the devils gain victory over you with that battle that you're struggling with on a daily basis, because we all have those battles, then know that you can win the war by constantly going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So emphasizing again, just do not give up on going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the struggle of this life. And then in terms of the question about backbiting, it was sufficiently answered. The only thing I would add to it, one of the signs that you really feel bad about it, if you can't find the person, reach out to them and so on and so forth, is that you no longer are backbiting, is that you're not doing it to somebody else, is that you're a little more cautious moving forward so that you're not repeating the same mistake again and again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all and have mercy on us, for he's the best who has mercy. Allahumma. All right. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh Suleiman. It's a pleasure to have you. We're looking forward to your du'as in the last 10 nights. Obviously, all the work that you do on, on Quranic studies, alhamdulillah, with yaqeen, you're also going to be working on a video series, inshallah ta'ala, um, on on uh, God's existence and, and certain other elements that stem from that, inshallah ta'ala, later on in the year. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh Abdullah. Uh, Shaykh Abdullah, you're going to, I've never gotten a handwritten letter from you. I'm not going to get a handwritten letter from you, so. I may have to write you one after our competition, you know, but uh, now it's fine. But after the competition, I may have to write you one, Jake, because who knows what can happen after that. I'm, I'd really like a handwritten letter, man. I mean, nice. Eighth card. Our eighth card would be nicer. The card? Our eighth card would be really nice. An eighth card? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because last I think last year you probably sent me like one of those spam or Eid Mubarak messages. Like really <laughs> forward. Forwarded many you mean, times. <laughs> you mean the ones that people get from you? You're saying, Sheikh? What is that? <laughs> oh man! I'm lying about a creek in you as well. Zakam Allah khair. All right, everyone. See you tomorrow, inshallah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.